0: Hello, and welcome to Life on Main, a daily podcast of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, where we discuss living life on the main purpose as designed by God. I am Pastor Tim Golden, and on these podcasts, we focus on growing in relationship with God, maturing in the faith through His Word, stewarding our relationships with one another, as well as learning to make disciples as we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Each day highlights one of these facets of spiritual character, growth, and stewardship. So be sure to come back each day to grow a strong and healthy walk with the Lord. Now, let's see what the Holy Spirit wants to show us today. So, Galatians chapter 6. And we're going to be reading the first two verses. It says this, brothers, and by the way, that means sisters too, okay? Um, Brothers, if a man is overtaken in any trespass You who are spiritual Restore such one in a spirit of gentleness Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted Bear one another's burdens And so fulfill the law of Christ God, as we look at this Other aspect, Lord Of what you've called us to as believers Towards one another Lord, would you speak your words, not mine, into our hearts, and may your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Interesting combination, because how many know we've always heard just the one verse by itself? Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Find it very interesting that the verse that precedes it deals with people that are caught in trespasses or sins. Somebody that is not doing too terribly well spiritually. Speaking of really a brother or a sister in Christ. Because who was he writing this to? The church at Galatia. And so what he was letting them know is if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual restore such a one. And how you do that? By bearing their burden right along with them walking with them it's being a part of their lives it's not just pointing out their faults to them and saying how dare you or or simply quoting scripture at them about what you know about time you grow up spiritually and get with the program it's about coming alongside them and saying i see this in your life what can i do to help what can i do to minister to you in this case But it's so much more than just that, because he he doesn't specify that it's just in reference to these sorts of people. Because he's making a very pointed, he didn't just say, bear that person's burden, he said, bear one another's burdens. It includes the people that are caught in a trespass, but it includes those that aren't. Those that are just feeling under the weight. Henceforth, why I think God wants us to go here this morning. We've got a lot of people in our church right now feeling under the weight. And why do I use that phrase? Well, because the people that we've named off are people that have, been working, have worked so hard in their lives to live according to God's plans, according to God's pleasure. But how may I know, stinky things still happen to good Christian people. And we all get reach a place where we need somebody to come alongside us because we are feeling under the weight. And where does that phrase come from? That phrase comes from a concept that I can really speak very expertly about. Weightlifting, ha ha ha. But when you are, if you are a weightlifter, and I've watched enough TV, I've seen it happen. <laughs> And they like to do the, um, the bench, I think it's called the bench press, right? The one where you're kind of laying on the bench and you're pumping. The worst thing to ever do is to do that with nobody around. Because a lot of times what you'll do is you'll be able to pump. And how many know that weight doesn't get heavier, but that weight gets heavier? You know what I mean, don't you? How many ever were in school? and you had to get reprimanded, or you saw somebody else having to get reprimanded, and you had one of those teachers that said, okay, I want you to stand over there in the corner, they put a book in each hand, and said, so, I just want you to hold that book. You know, at first, that's no—that that's not hard at all. But man, that book gets heavy after you're doing that for five minutes. Now, actually, the book itself doesn't get any heavier. It's still the same book. It still has the same weight, but the longer you're under it, the heavier it feels. And same thing when you're, Bench pressing. The, when you start off, you start off well, and you think, oh, I can just, I can keep doing this, I can do one more, and then you get into it, and especially if you're a guy, you get that macho thing. I can do it just a little bit more, just a little bit further, right? And so what you'll do is you'll eventually push, and you think you can do it one more time, and you'll get it maybe halfway. But the thing is, that's in your hands now, and the place where you got to get it is on that, those two little thingies. That, that's the professional term for it, the thingies, okay? That you got to lift that bar up and put it on. I told you I was an expert at this stuff. And uh, But you get it only halfway, and then it's like, oh, no, I'm in trouble. So that's why you have a person called a what? A spotter. Because what they do is they stand behind you for such a time as that. So they can reach down. They can help you bring that barbell back up and set it where it needs to be. But there's another role that that person serves. Eh, Leave it to Paul to bring in object lessons. (laughs) Gotta love it. Um, I hope that doesn't mean I should pick those up and use them right now. Um, but, But there's another role that that individual plays. And it's long before they have to reach down and pick up that bar and put it back on the thingy. They simply stand there and they keep saying, you can do this. There you go. You've got this. Come on, just one more. I can't do one more. Yes, you can. Man up, right? And then eventually, okay, I can push up one more. And then you bring it down. They're like, come on, you, you did that one, you can do another. And they keep pushing you to your outer limits. And then it gets to the point where you can't lift it. So they pick it up and they sit down and they don't look at you and say, you wuss, Right? or you wimp, they look at you and say, good job. And then they let you recuperate. (laughs) Because what did you just do? You just tore that muscle down, and it needs to now repair itself. But when it repairs itself, it comes back stronger. The spotter's role is very, very important in that individual's life. And you know what? Your role for your brothers and sisters in Christ is equally as valuable. Because whether it's people that are in the hospital or whether it's people that are dealing with with loss and grieving, whether it's people that are going through financial difficulties, the, the issue is still the same. They feel weighed down. They still trust God. They still want to get that bar back up on the thingy. But despite their best efforts... They just can't seem to do it. Your brothers and your sisters need you. Now, here's the interesting thing is it kind of a cool, I guess, the way God kind of works this, because we're kind of picking up, I think, where we left off last week with what uh, Sonia had felt the Lord laying on her heart and talking, you remember, about how many times we don't seek out one another for that support. We try to go it alone. We try to just lay on the bench and do it ourselves. Don't do that. And it doesn't mean you're weak. It's just, we need each other. And we need to be able to share when we are in pain. We need to be able to share when we are in need. Now, don't take advantage of people, obviously, (laughs) right? But at the same token, We need to express when we're going through a hard time because you know what? None of us are mind readers. Yeah, the Holy Spirit could share with us, but you know what? A lot of times, God wants you to reach out and let your brothers or your sisters in Christ know when you have a need. But then it's our job to bear the burden with them. And even when they don't come forward, even when they don't say it, and guess what, folks? We all live in New England. At least those of us that are here. Those on YouTube might not be. (laughs) But those of us that are here are from New England, and we are very independent people. More so than anywhere else in the country that I am aware of. Everyone's independent, but we're experts on that. I can do this. I don't need anybody. And so you know what, folks? Part of bearing the burden is understand where you live and understand you're around a bunch of people that are that way. And learn how they operate. And know if you're in true relationship with one another, it doesn't take much. Because how many times have you found yourself walking into a church on a Sunday and all of a sudden you see somebody, it's like, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Come on, tell me the truth. Right? And why do we say that? Because we see something. There's something different about the way they are carrying themselves that day. There's something about them that helps cue us in that things are just not quite where maybe they should be. Seek them out. When you see somebody in that realm, don't just wait for them to approach you. If you see them in that mode, approach them and begin to seek them out and begin to bear their burden. And there's three key ways in which we do this. If you look with me over Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 2. Actually we'll pick this one up also at verse 1. And we'll go all the way through verse 3. It says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. And you might remember this. We talked about this already once before. But I beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. Now, who's he writing this to? The church at Ephesus. Every believer at Ephesus. So walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering. Everyone say long suffering, which means to suffer long. Bearing with one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, bearing with one another in love through long-suffering. Now, I think that has a couple of aspects to it. The one we've kind of already touched on, it's about walking the walk with them. It's sticking next to them until you know they can do it. You know, you all have heard me share that story about that one boss I had who was a triathlete over in Hawaii who fell off his bike during the triathlon. It was right, say, that's it, I'm done. And another rider came alongside and saw that he had reached his wits' end and insisted he get on the bike and wouldn't leave until he got back on the bike. And then when he did, she rode with him until she saw that he was back with it. Then she took off. <laughs> But she stuck with him till she knew he had it back. And how'd she know? Because she'd spend there. She knows what it's like to have the energy drain. And of course, as mentioned, that same individual had a chance later down the road to repay the, the favor to another gentleman, and he did. So bearing with one another in love is about going the extra mile with them. But I think that also bearing with them in love with long-suffering has a lot more to do with this. It's something that you might be familiar with. It's called prayer. How many times is it that we have a prayer list? And I'm not bashing prayer lists. Prayer lists are good. But have we had a prayer list that has probably about 50 things on it? And all we do is like, okay, God, help. Okay, number one, blah, 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 blah. Okay, number two, blah, 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 blah. Number three, blah, blah, blah. Like one, one or two sentences for each item. That's not long suffering. No, when's the last time you seriously prayed for those items on your prayer list? Not just reading them off. God, help so-and-so. God, do this. I mean, really press in in that place of prayer for them. Standing literally in the gap on their behalf. Praying with such passion and with such fervor until you actually almost feel what they're feeling. That's what it means to suffer long when you're bearing with one another in love. It's not just walking the walk. It's even when they're not there. It's even those times when you find yourself woken up at 2 o'clock in the morning and you just seem to have somebody's name going through your head. And you think, well, that's stupid. Why is that name going through my head? And you try to turn your brain off. Listen, people, maybe God is trying to speak to you. Because like we said, how many of us, you know, that is when we hear him the best is when we're quiet. And let me ask you, when are you the most quiet? when you're in bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and there's nothing else vying for your attention. You have those names come into your head. Take time to seek God. You have a dream. And I don't want to put too much on dreams, but you know what? God does speak through dreams and visions too. And if you're not one to normally have certain types of dreams and all of a sudden you get one that's out of the ordinary... You might want to pray about it. Because yep. exactly. I don't know about you. When I have dreams, they are usually things like this. It can look pretty normal, except for that big whale in the bathtub. <laughs> you know, there's always something bizarre that shows up in it. What is and, and, and it has no rhyme or reason. There, there's no real pattern to anything. But then I remember there was one day, and this is not, I've, I've only had this happen a couple of times in my life, where it's like I woke up and the dreams were so vivid that they felt real to the point that it really shook me up for the rest of the day. One of those was having a dream in the middle of the night where I was participating in this dream, but it was, and I don't know where it was, it was Africa, it was one of those sorts of places. And it was very primitive type surroundings. I don't dream about foreign countries, never happens. But that happened, and you know what was happening? Persecution was happening. And people were being hung in my dream. I don't dream stuff like that. But I woke up, and somehow or another, I I was in the midst of that, and all these other people. This was happening, too, but I kept getting passed by. I found myself that night waking up and found myself on my knees before God, Because I honestly believe that the reason I had that dream was it was God telling me, you need to intercede for a people that right this very minute, this is what's happening to them. It was not a time to push off. I'll do it when my alarm goes off. There's a sense of urgency with it. Respond to it. That's bearing with one another in love. It's also, as I said before, it is speaking words of encouragement to them as well. If you turn with me over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, and we are going to be down in verse 12 and 13. It says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, there it is again, Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against his brother, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all things, note this, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And then James chapter 5, verse 6. Excuse me, verse 16. tells us this, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Okay? We need to be praying for one another. We need to be encouraging one another. We need to be challenging one another when they need to be challenged. And we need to bear with one another in love in very practical ways is the third way. Well, what do you mean? You know, those real spiritual things, like what we're talking about regarding the the couple here in the church that is going through that very difficult time and making meals for them. You know, sometimes it's not enough just to pray. In fact, Jesus even talked about that. He said it's not it, is this love that that you simply pray, "Oh, you know, when you see a brother hurting, oh, go be healed." No, meet the need. Understand that there's times to pray for God to answer. There's sometimes God makes you the answer. Amen? And we've got to be willing to be able to be used of God in that way. And know what, folks? This is not an option. If we are truly, remember as we talked about last week, if we are truly his disciples, they're going to see it and they're going to know it by the love you have for one another if you don't have love for one another, are we really a disciple of God? You know? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And I'm not trying to guilt any of us into anything. But I, need, I want us just to hear the heart of God in this. That when those that are around us are hurting, when there are those around us that are in need, to simply, you know, and it's nice, it's good to make phone calls. You know, all of us have phones. Most of us carry our phones with us. Okay. How hard is it for us to pick up our phone when we haven't seen somebody for a little while? Hey, how's it going? Don't just call them up and say, hey, miss you, wish you'd get back into church. Forget about that. Just love them. Call them up and find out, hey, just want to check in on you. I haven't seen you for a while. Just want to make sure everything's okay. And if they say okay, it's like, all right. Anything I can pray with you about? No? Okay. Well, okay if I call you some maybe next week sometime? Don't let up. Remember, Paul shared a testimony with us last week of a woman in his life that he used the word nagged hymns from a spiritual standpoint. (laughs) At the time felt like it was a nagging. And you know, and it can be a nagging if you're doing it with the wrong heart. If you're not doing it with a true heart of love, it can truly come across as nagging (laughs) and might really be nagging. But that wasn't the case with this individual because I know Paul and I have talked about that uh, situation many times. And there was a genuine love that flowed from this person. That's why she kept on him. And that's why he eventually heard it because he understood that. She suffered along with Paul. You know, She prayed for Paul. On many occasions. How many of us have found people coming into churches or coming to know Christ only after a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of prayer. And a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of reaching out. Okay? Okay? And I'm not saying we do those things to somehow get spiritual notches in our back. It has to come from a genuine love for people. It can't come with strings attached. It can't come with this attitude of, I'm only going to do this as long as I think there's hope that you might come to Jesus. Or that there might be hope that you might come to church. No, that can't be part of the equation. You love them simply because Christ loves them. End of discussion. And you know, if that's the case, then it doesn't matter who it is, it doesn't matter when it is, we will want to do what we can to meet that need. Bear with one another in love. Take their burden, is basically what it's saying, upon yourself. Well, I've got enough of my own stuff. Yeah, but you're still walking and you're still holding your own pretty well. So think about those that aren't. How can we help them? And you know what? There might come a point where you're carrying this burden and their burden. And you know, what? it might start getting a little much for you. That's where you tap into somebody else and say, hey, I need your help to carry my burden. Not, I need you to take their burden off my shoulders. Got, you know, I need you to help me carry my burden. So I, in turn, can help this one carry theirs. That is where unity comes into the picture. This is what it looks like in the real grind of life. It can look good on a Sunday morning. But if if our love doesn't at some point bring us to a place where we have to roll up our shirt sleeves. And get a little grease on our hands. Right? Then how good and how real is our faith. Amen? Amen. I want Jesus to shine through me. How about you? you and in order for him to shine through me means I got to love the way that he loved. And when did he stop loving me? Never. When did he stop bearing my burden? Never. Never. Still does it today. How about you? Are you willing to take it on? See, being a Christian's not easy. You guys hear me tell you this all the time. It is not easy at all, but it's worth it. Amen. And what will happen is, is you will find yourself, the more burdens you bear, the stronger you get. Amen. And the more you focus on other people, isn't it amazing how much smaller our stuff seems? Amen. You know? Amen. So maybe one of the keys of getting over our own stuff, forget about your stuff. Focus on somebody else. Amen. Love them. Find ways to be able to love on them, you know? And whoever that may be, let God speak to you. And always be careful. Because how many know that the enemy could jump on this message and make, pervert it and twist it into something it's not meant to be? Because how many know, how many of you can meet every need that's out there? Not a one of us. That's where you gotta minister by revelation and not by need. And the only place you get that revelation if you're spending time in the word, if you're spending time in prayer yourself, and to let God show you the needs. Because sometimes the needs the person presents really isn't a need at all. It's just a want. Sometimes the need they're presenting is only the surface symptom, but there's something else that God really wants you to minister into in their lives. But that takes being connected to him so you can know how to connect to one another. Amen. So, Lord God, we just thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you that we have the privilege to be able to bear with each other. Because, Lord, there's something that happens. And you've you've known this, Lord. You created us. But there's something that binds us together when we walk with each other. Through the hard as well as the good times. So Lord God, would you show us how to be more the reflection of Christ and be able to reach out to those that are around and about us and bear each other's burdens in a way, Lord, that will bring more life to them and more health and strength in their Christian walk. And God, we will be sure to give you a praise. And God, help us as individuals to also understand when we are finding ourselves at that place of need, to be willing to reach out to those around us to be vulnerable, to be able to share, this is where I'm at, can you pray for me, can you help me? And God, will be sure to give you honor and praise in all of us, in Jesus' name, amen. We want to thank you for tuning into today's broadcast. We pray that it was beneficial for you. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for another episode of Life on Main. You can learn more about our church by visiting our website, at lifeonmain.org, You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Main, where you can learn about upcoming events and find links to videos of these broadcasts and sermons. You can also view our sermons on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash life on maine with each of those words capitalized. Thanks for listening to Life on Main and may God bless you.